0: Welcome to another episode of Bucks in Six, a Milwaukee Bucks podcast, brought to you by Fans First Sports Network. My name is Steven Dorf, and alongside me as always is my co-host Hershey Winkleman. Check us out on social media. We're on Instagram and Twitter at Bucks and Six FFSN, and then you can find this and all of our other podcasts on either Apple or Spotify, so be sure to check those out. Uh, Hershey, we got another back-to-back as we head into All-Star Break or get ready to head into All-Star Break with one game remaining, but Uh, polar opposite games, you could say, uh, we looked phenomenal against the reigning champs, the Denver nuggets. And then tonight we just couldn't buy a bucket. Couldn't stop the heat really just couldn't get anything to go our way tonight. Um, but yeah, let's just go back to this nuggets game real quick. Um, really, really good to see the team play this well against, you know, the reigning champion, the team that I guess right now you could say is the best in the NBA or if not a top three team, uh it's just exciting to see that right now especially you know after a lot of the uh you know questions and concerns going on through the season firing your coach uh you know making a trade during the deadline just good to see that Hirsch yeah definitely I mean it
1: was a great game all around from us uh definitely an interesting back- to-back scenario here because uh going into it both of us predicted that we would probably split the series uh lose that first one and win the the heat game but like you mentioned, another polar opposite. We both got that wrong. Uh, we did split it, but we won the uh, Nuggets game, which, like, like you mentioned, I thought it was a great game from us. Giannis had an absolutely monstrous game. Uh, basically was the only player uh, on our team that had like a crazy night. Uh, he had 36-18. and 18. And Steve, I think the, the the big thing here was the Bucks' defensive um, strategy. I think you know they tried to do something against Jokic that a lot of teams try to do. Um, and, you know, there've been some stats that are swirling around that, you know, when Jokic has turned into a scorer and when he scores a certain amount of points, um, you know, the nuggets are not as successful. He's a way better player when he's, you know, kind of feeding everybody else, moving the ball around, uh, being that, you know, center of the offense. And, you know, the other night he, he was just kind of being their main scorer. He put up 29 points and it seemed like, uh, Doc Rivers defensive strategy ended up working Steve.
0: Yeah, absolutely. I mean, you know, we, we did a great job stopping or containing Michael Porter and then really just shutting down Jamal Murray altogether. Uh, and yeah, I think that's a good point that you bring up kind of just using that defensive strategy to force Jokic into being the player that he's not comfortable being. And that's not to say that Jokic can't score, but we know that Jokic is someone you run your offense through and he creates for others. And when you, you know, lock down the other guys and you aren't over, you know, aren't over aggressive. Uh, It makes it easier for the defense to communicate. It it makes it honestly harder for the offense to, you know, get open shots. Uh, And you saw that in the heat game tonight where it kind of felt like we reverted back to that, but yeah, staying back on with this nuggets game. uh, I just thought the game plan was executed perfectly.
1: Yeah. I think it was a doc rivers masterclass. I would say, um, I thought it was pretty interesting that no one, else on our team really had, you know, a huge night. Obviously, Dame had 18 uh, points, but, you know, him and Crowder only played 23 minutes. uh, And, you know, both teams ended up, you know, benching their main uh, players for the end of the game anyway. So, you know, we saw a little Thanasis. we We saw a little Ty Ty Washington there at the end. But, yeah, I think overall just really good defensive intensity. I thought our perimeter defense throughout the game was pretty good. And, you know, clearly the addition of Pat Beverly has at least brought, um, you know, an influx of defensive intensity and energy into at least that side of the ball. Because, you know, Beverly is not necessarily like a a great offensive player by any means, but the guy you can definitely guard on the ball, one of the, you know, pit bulls of the NBA, some would say. Uh, Definitely a guy who, you know, is really annoying to go against, but you really love having on your own team. And I'm I'm definitely happy with the move so far as of, you know, what I've seen from him.
0: Absolutely. And I mean, I know I was like half joking in the last podcast where I was like the Pat Bev culture, but yeah, I mean, dude, it really does kind of feel like he has something to do with, you know, how this team looks and just the culture and how it's changed. Like just the intensity, everything from just getting off to better starts. And I know that again tonight the heat game was just not an example of that but i think part of that is just due to being off a back to back where we have two very tough teams and you kind of put your all against you know again the best team in the nba at the moment but yeah i mean he he is definitely just like brought something he's he's going to hold everyone to a standard he has that veteran experience he wants to win uh and it's it's clear as day when you watch him out there
1: yeah definitely happy with the move uh you know thought we could have been a little bit more aggressive at the deadline but you know, as of what I've seen so far, definitely good. Uh, with Steve, like you mentioned a couple of times, we did get, you know, blasted tonight by the Heat. Um, what did you see as kind of the reason why we lost, especially against a team with no Butler, no Rozier, and no Josh Richardson? And yet, you know, we we still had Damon Giannis in this game, and we got absolutely blasted. So what do you think was the main, you know,
0: reason and source of why, you know, we, we ended up losing this one? Uh, I mean, they just got off to a great start. Like they hit the ball running or they got, you know, they were just, they just got going right, right out the gate, Hirsch. We didn't really, we weren't able to take a lead at all in this game. Uh, and yeah, you, you'd think that with no Jimmy Butler, with no Terry Rozier, with no Josh Richardson, that, you know, this would kind of give us the edge, but you know, as Bucks fans were very familiar with that heat culture and you know, how, you know, their role players are able to step up in the absence of their stars and that was definitely the case tonight. Duncan Robinson and Nikola Jokic uh, played very, very well, knocking down like shot after shot. And you know when you let guys like that get going, like with open shots to start the game, it's it's gonna be hard for them to miss shots, even when you start contesting them later into the game. And that to me was kind of just, you know, the big issue tonight is we just let them get hot way too early and couldn't get anything going. Every time we tried to kind of get back into it, we would bring it to you know single digits they would just make another shot and kill any momentum we had. Uh, Part of me wants to just say chalk it up to the back or back to back, but, you know, it just gets to a point where, you know, you can't be down 30 points to, you know, good teams like this.
1: Yeah, definitely tough to see. Um, Obviously we saw that, you know, that players only huddle after the game, Steve. Do you think that's, you know, slightly concerning, considering that we did just, you know, get a new head coach that, seemingly all the players are pretty on board with uh, seems like they like the coaching staff as of right now. Uh, do you think, you know, having a player's only huddle after the game is a concern or do you think they're just kind of trying to iron some things out?
0: Yeah. I don't think it's necessarily anything to worry about right now, just because, I mean, you see it happen all the time. I mean, even like two years ago or was it last year? I, I don't remember, but the, you know, the heat bench got into like kind of a brawl. Jimmy Butler was threatening Eric Spolster or something like that. And they ended up to go on to the finals that year. Um, Yeah, I just think that this is guys just trying to figure out what they're trying to do. I mean, nobody wants to lose to a rival this bad. Uh, And I think it just shows that our players really do want to turn things around. Um, And, you know, now that we're coming up to all-star break, they're going to get that opportunity to really settle in with Doc Rivers' new scheming and all that. But yeah, I mean, I just think this is just one of those games that I'm not going to lose any sleep over, you know, it is what it is. Back to back, we gave it our all against the Nuggets. It, it was like after you win that game, it's kind of hard to expect to go out there and play a team that you know is going to play one hundred and fifty percent on you and then win that game.
1: Yeah, definitely tough. Um, I think we're going to take a quick break though, and we'll be back talking about the uh, the last game before the All Star break in Memphis on Thursday. And we're back on the Box and Six podcast. I'm Hershey Winkleman. He's Stephen Dorf. Uh, we're going to just real quick break down this uh upcoming game in Memphis on Thursday. Uh, it'll be the Bucks last game before the uh All-Star break which, you know, should be interesting. Obviously we have Damian uh Lillard and Giannis in the uh in the All-Star game itself, but we also have Dame and Malik Beasley in the three-point contest. So going to love to see our Bucks, you know, do well over the All-Star break weekend, but yeah, Steve, this game coming up on Thursday, definitely a winnable game for us. Uh, you know, this this Grizzlies team is, you know, in shambles at the moment. Obviously, no jaw. Uh, he was suspended earlier in the year and then not then got hurt like a week or so after coming back. So he's done for the year. Uh Bain's out, uh Desmond Bain, Marcus Smart, and Brandon Clark. Uh, they also did just obviously you know they traded steven adams off their roster who wasn't playing and then they waived victor oladipo so yeah they've had some pretty interesting lineups i would say over the past couple of days a lot of vince williams a lot of Gigi jackson uh we're seeing some jacob gilliard in there as well uh but this team i mean they're still led by jaron obviously we all know what jaron jackson jr can do the guy's prolific on the defensive end can put up you know big scoring outputs on the offensive end steve but I, I just don't see a way that this Grizzlies team can can beat us. And I think if if it's even close, I think, you know, there 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 might be some things to to worry about here because this Grizzlies team is really not great at this at the moment.
0: Yeah. And I think another thing that kind of goes in our favor is they're coming off a back to back just like we were tonight. Uh, They're playing the Rockets, another really gritty team that plays good defense. They're going to make it really hard on the Grizzlies. You know, you'd expect them to come in a little tired, a little slow footed against us. Combine that with just the plethora of injuries they have. uh, Yeah, Hirsch, again, this should just be one of those games that the Bucs need to come out and, you know, play really, really well, similar to how the Heat played tonight on us. Just give them no breathing room, take them out of the game before they even have a chance.
1: Yeah, hopefully we have another one of those, you know, Charlotte Hornets esque uh, wins where we kind of just stomp on their neck and we're up by 40 points in the second half. Like you mentioned, obviously starting out strong is, you know, something that this team has struggled with as of late. And we're definitely going to need to, you know, start out strong against them. But yeah, like you mentioned, I mean, this is clearly, uh, you know, a a team that we should absolutely uh, destroy and, you know, head into this break with a W, Steve.
0: Yeah, definitely would be good momentum to, you know, head into the break with another win. Um, And then, yeah, just want to see the team kind of continue to grow get better you know start to uh figure some stuff out uh, get get rid of those inconsistencies uh you know it's, it's been looking better as of late I must say and I know I was super negative you know initially when we signed doc or hired doc but I do I do think I like what I'm seeing for the most part there are definitely some games that are that have been pretty ugly uh the Timberwolves game this heat game didn't like blowing the lead against the jazz but uh yeah, I think after all-star break Hirsch is when we really need to start getting down to business. The the defense, obviously, like you mentioned, has looked a lot better since firing Adrian Griffin. The offense has definitely struggled as of late. And I think that we know that the talent is there on offense. It was kind of keeping us alive all year. And I mean, hey, ideally if the offense and the defense can kind of hit, you know, their peaks at the same point, come playoff time, this could be back to, you know, the Bucs as the favorites. But Again, a lot needs to happen for that. They need to really start to, you know, they need to prove that this defense is consistent, that it's a real thing that they can do on a game-to-game basis, and then obviously Dame and Giannis need to, you know, get their connection better, their their uh, chemistry. I want to see, you know, I want I want them to spam that two ma- uh, the two-man game, Hirsch. I feel like we still haven't seen enough of that.
1: Yeah, and Doc, you know, Doc talked about that recently in his last pre. Uh press conference with the uh, Dame and Giannis two-man game. He did say, you know, it's a ways away. But, you know, if if the Giannis and Dame two-man game isn't even there yet and they're 40 games into the season and Giannis is third in MVP voting with, like, a sneaky chance at winning the MVP this season, I mean, imagine, just imagine how good this team can be on offense when it does really, like, truly click. Hopefully, you know, it is this season. Obviously, you don't want, you know, it's a never click this year and then all of a sudden it clicks in the off season and they're great next year uh but you definitely want to see that you know sooner rather than later but you know I I just think it's kind of an interesting narrative as well that you know Giannis is playing you know this well and it's kind of under the radar I mean the guy's only third in the MVP voting uh currently and it just seems like he's not really getting any buzz whereas you know he he's you know, had a monstrous season, probably one of his better seasons, and he's already a two-time MVP.
0: Yeah, it's a historic season. I mean, right now he's putting up 30 a game and 60% shooting. I think that, uh, I don't know when the last time that happened, but yeah, I mean, it's a historic season if he can keep it up. Yeah, and I, I you know, they they really just got to figure that out. Hopefully it's not a ways away, you know, quoting Doc, but they don't have that much time in my Like they, they've got to kind of get it really figured out post all-star break. I think that they can do it. I believe in the talent. I just need Doc to kind of fully get me on board. He's shown me some positive signs, but yeah, I just need to see it for the rest of the season so I can feel comfortable heading into the playoffs.
1: Yeah, I, I kind of, I'm, I'm with you there. I mean, obviously I was a little higher on Doc than you were when we first hired him, but I, I just think that down the stretch with a veteran head coach and with the talent that we have, like you mentioned, you know, I just think we're going to, it's going to end up clicking with, with, with these, with, the, with this group of guys that we have. I think, you know, you kind of have to just hope and kind of just put your, you know, faith into them that, you know, guys of the caliber of Giannis, Chris, Brooke, and Dame are, you're, you're, you're going to be able, you're going to be able to ride them. Uh, but yeah, hopefully, you know, we get this big dub going into the break. Uh, we have a nice little all-star weekend where we get to watch the dunk contest, the three-point contest, all that fun stuff. We get the all-star game on Sunday uh, where we get to see our two superstars. It's always a fun, fun game, Steve. I feel like, you know, uh, of the major sports, you know, maybe other than the NHL, I think the, the NBA probably has the best of the all-star games.
0: Yeah, it definitely gets the most coverage, that's for sure. Maybe the pro, but I don't know. But yeah, no, all-star break in the NBA is always a good time.
1: So, yeah, I mean, it definitely should be a, uh, a fun weekend there, but I think that's going to be it for today's episode of the and 6 podcast. Make sure to leave a like, download, subscribe, and follow us on both Twitter and Instagram at and 6 ffsn I'm Hershey Winkleman. He's Steven Dorf, And let's go, box.